news. We need to start again. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people. Welcome to episode 93 of Getting Tabled with your host. He needs a record button the size of his fist, the Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed three seconds. Boo, you poor thing. Uh, and we also have with us the main man, the man that you all got upset because he wasn't here last time because he's too lazy to show up. Major Socks. You're lazy. I was having too much fun in Disney World. But the exactly. Can't hear you. Exactly. We can't Laziness. Hear you. What? Oh, wait. No, you can't hear us. <laughs> yeah. As you can tell I don't have my mic, my headsets. They died to that just, just before recording. They just died on me. So, and up in lonely no man's land, we have George. So, that's okay. Nobody cares. Nobody does care about George and, <laughs> and his cat's wandering behind him. Or, it's not my cat. Oh, of course, of course cat. it's not. That's <laughs> my, why it always hangs around you. Outside. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. You know, we 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 totally missed an opportunity to do the joke about you know he can't hear anything, so one of us can't talk and the other one of us can't see. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before we get into the main the main portion of the show, I just want to put a reminder out there. In our last episode, I announced that there is a giveaway happening for Patreon. If you was to join our Patreon for $2 a month, not only do you get access to all of our content early, but you go into the draw to win a fleet of Shaltari ships for Drop Fleet Commander, which includes the Shaltari Dreadnought, a Shaltari Starter Fleet, a Shaltari Cruisers Box, and a Shaltari Frigates Box. More than enough to get you into the game more than enough to have fun. Um, so if you join up, you gain one entry to the competition for every month that you support. That will be drawn in April next year. Uh, it's important to remind you that you cannot enter the competition if you live in a country where it's an illegal, where it's illegal to win a prize because it means that I can't give it to you. Uh, this has not been sponsored. This has not been given to us to give away. This is something that I have purchased with my own money for the pure extent to try and drum up a bit of support on Patreon. So, come uh, along. Also, Bruce, Bruce, you also can't ship it to a country that is prohibited by Australian government to ship. True, actually, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. So, I, yeah, which I think would only if be you Russia live in anyway. With those countries, don't. We, I'm sorry, we can't. We can't help you out. Um, Why Shaltari? It should have been PHR. I'm sorry. Anyway, because Shaltari is cool. more fun. It's more fun. It's probably yeah, the easier no. one to start in Anyways, the game with, just, too. Yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah, I, this is an awesome idea. So good luck to you all, patrons, and hope you guys come out and support us. You can please, please, yes. Anyways, news. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. First up in the news, George is going to try and tell you that he lost a bet, and that's why he's wearing the bow. But the fact of the matter is, is that apparently it was his idea. <laughs> No, I lost a belching contest. <laughs> For those of you not watching the video edition of our podcast, you're missing out on this glorious, glorious. Image. So you should join our Patreon so that you can watch the video sure. before everybody else. Um, or or watch it live while it happens. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Um, Patreon, yes. First things first, we have some new stuff coming up for Necromunda. So these guys are possibly the most extravagant looking minis I've seen for a while, especially the guy in the giant coat. Um, I don't know what it is that he's trying to hold, but these three the wheeler dealers, uh, if it's a cat, it's the ugliest looking cat I've ever seen. No, it's just a head. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, I actually really like these. I mean, they are all very, very different. 
I'm I believe that these are individual characters that you can hire as part of your their hanger-ons basically uh, and so that they are supporting roles for your team just the three that's been showed off at this stage I think the big guy in the extravagant coat's my favorite um, I don't know if there's any individual differences rules wise in these but personally I think Mr. Extravagance is easily the best uh, it's not even close and, and to I, me. I was mistaken it looks like it's a fat lizard um there is a cat yeah, behind his leg he does have a cat behind him though I, i'd say that's more of a malk though if you don't know what a malk is uh look it up it's a creature of the fae um i i think he looks re- very good too his uh his coat is very reminiscent of like the you know the 1960s 1970s you yeah. know detroit pimp you know like i'll back in uh, either that or um like 1700s france type thing um yeah. i like the fact that his boots appear to be made out of the lizard that he's holding if you look it's the same yep. sort of scale pattern oh yeah yeah um the guy that has the servitor with him i think it's the paint job that's letting that one down i mean there is actually quite a lot of detail there but they just haven't really done anything with it to make it look interesting paint wise um i don't know that that, that one really feels that one feels phoned into because there's just nothing to it i mean see the hose me, between though, I, his face uh, and the cloak is the only real detail apart from the wing but see the, the other hand though too is you know like the way that's sculpted i think it's painted beautiful i mean he's wearing you know rags like well, it's been They're painted with be contrast, go- I can tell you that. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, he's not going to be gorgeous and flamboyant like uh, other dude, you know, with his, you know, yeah. over-the-top coat. No, he's he's trying to blend in, you know, he's not... That's fair, that's fair. Uh, and then, finally, we've got the lady uh, with the giant gun, because I hear you like guns, so I've given you guns on your gun, gun while you're gun. Um, that's, that's Kaylee from Firefly, and she's just trying to make some side money. <laughs> Is she the engineer, Kaylee? Yes. Yep, I thought so. Uh, I actually do like this one. I just like the flamboyant guy's my favorite. Um, but I actually, I do like this one. Like she's very clearly, yes, trying to make a side hustle uh, and has been painted quite nicely. Highlights in particular are really well, especially on this orange. You got a few further details further down. Uh, apparently it's a gyrinx cat. So it's totally not supposed to be a sphinx. Um, oh, here we go. Apparently one of them is a psyker. One of them is a pyromancy and a technum. Oh, they're talking about other things that they do. Okay, never mind. Um, give us, let us know what you think. We all seem to be agreed that Mr. Flamboyant's the best one. Do you have any other particular mm-hmm. thoughts, Socks? I know that they're not on your wheelhouse, but we'll move across to the Sunday previews then. So this is the stuff that's on pre-order for today. Um, Well, this weekend, rather. The Cadia Stands box set is out, uh, ready to be pre-ordered. So this is the relaunch of the Cadian Command Squad. Uh, you're getting the Sentinel, which is the same Sentinel they released quite some time ago. Uh, you're getting some Armoured and some Scout Sentinel variations in that box. Uh, there's two Field Ordnance teams, which is the um, the troops in the middle. Uh, there's a five-man Cadian Command Squad, Cadian uh, Shock Troops. Um, I mean, it's a decent-looking box. I mean, I'm still going to sit here and say that I really wish they had a fleshed out one of the other armies because Lord knows Cadia is not the box that need, uh, not the army that redone. Um, there's so many other ones that are older that could have done with the time. And I'm not just talking about the one that I like here. I mean, there are a lot of different armies available out there that you could have a lot of fun. Um, I, I think Socks needs to pick up. I yeah. think Socks needs to pick. I think Socks needs to pick up this box. I mean, it does look cool. It's the closest you know to your what? wheelhouse. It's my wheelhouse of, of more modernite, I mean, more historically. Dude, the infantry troops straight up look like the guys from Blue Squad who uh, died on the planet in Rogue One. You got the walkers. I mean, you know, I mean, this mm. is this is as close you're going to get to the wars in uh, 40K there, Socks. Yeah. You should get it. You should, you, no. should, you, you should get it. 
Yeah. You can get a discounted, but I would actually argue that if you were going to buy this, you're probably better off to buy them. You don't actually save a lot of You do save a little bit, but not much. Um, out of the whole box, the Command Squad's probably my favorite here, um, which is the five guys with the flag. And um, Not that I don't what, like what anything I wa- else, but... What, what I want to know is what's happened to radio t- technology in the last 39,999 years? Because that antenna is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just have to have an aerial antenna like that above your head yeah you don't need like they have antennas that are literally this long that big around that's it and they can communicate with satellites that's unnecessary yes but you also got to remember that technology in 40k is supposed to be very backwards they don't remember how things work everything is bruce bruce the radios we use still use technology from the vietnam era yes but they still wouldn't know how they work and it's analog not digital yeah true uh we also have the orc goth rocker which I think might be my favorite Christmas mini that they've done for quite some time, honestly. This guy is just all kinds of fun. Um, I love the fact that there's a squid that's his loudspeaker. That's just all kinds of all kinds of brilliant. Uh, it appears that his microphone is actually a grenade. So this is just the essence of the orc that is so confused, but because he believes this is what it's for, it all works. <laughs> um, I didn't even notice the scars. He's actually got quite some nice scars. And from Forge World... Because, yay, Forge. Uh, we got some Dune Scythe Squadrons for the Necrons in your um, called Aeronautia Aeropelialis. So, Michelle will be happy that there's more Aeronautia, Aeronautica coming out. And yay. also, new White Dwarf is coming, which will give you a whole heap of free games. Free games uh that you really don't care about and you really don't want to play uh because they're all old games and they're all boring uh yep come after i, I actually looked at the list that's why it's not on the podcast week nothing in there that's really of note at all all of it is stuff that's irrelevant and sold at practice so moving on we have christmas f- bundles christmas bundles christmas bundles are finally here I decided I'd start with the 40k one because that's how things had been so far so we've got a we've got a sisters of battle box the sanctum Sorry, Sanctorum Guard. There's also an Adeptus Custodes box, which probably is the better one, I think. At least for me, that's probably the one that I prefer. That's super tempting. Um, Adeptus Mechanicus, there is a box for those as well. There's also an Imperial Knights box, which is actually a genuine good one to get into the game if that's play with. Uh, there is a Death Guard one, which kind of kind of feel like this is similar to one we got a couple of years ago. Could be wrong on that. Uh, the Court of the Crimson King is definitely one that we've seen before. Um, the Imperial Force uh, Bastion Strike. Yes? I, I'm, I'm going to disagree on those two because they do have uh, Mortarian and um, Magnus, which those are not typically part of the boxes. Those are typically like... The separate ones, like Possibly. so, like the the Death Lord. I think that's uh, missing a tank in like the little weird hover thingy. Is what that army box possible? Possible. So, um, the Imperial Fist Bastion Strike Force. I guess the most boring out of all of them. Like, there's just nothing really exciting. Well, not for me anyway. The Raving Guard one, I don't mind. Um, which is two of your little Walker guys, general troops. But none of these are armies in a box, but they are, generally speaking, fairly good value for money. Historically, this is really the only time that you actually do get decent discounts on their stuff. And what am I saying by that? What <coughs> Every month an army comes out with a new box that's discounted. Uh, no, no, it's not really discounted. Everything else has risen in price to make that bundle look yeah. better value. It's perceived so, value, not the same I, thing. I, I, I will argue and say the uh, the uh, Watchers of the Gate, the Custodes box, I will I will argue that that is an army in a box. Just Actually, that is... High point value. Yeah, they are very... The high, they are very high. Yeah, the high point value of those Custodes, you know, that right there, that's probably... 
easily close to a thousand twelve hundred points. If you buy them, you have to paint them in red and blue because you have to paint them up to be Superman because that's the law of him. No, no. Even though he paints his to be gold. I actually kind of no, want to see somebody do that. <laughs> so actually, uh, I, I have something to, to, to kind of dive into on that when we get to hobby. Save that for hobby. Okay. Uh, so, socks. But, any? Yep. Well, I was going to say I'm disappointed that they didn't do a Votan one since you know they just so recently did Votan and that's what people are going to scramble for. So I mean, they could yeah. like they but could they, do a box for that. Given you know, that they've already to... upset everybody that bought that initial box set, I don't think yeah, that would have yeah. been a very clever PR move. You, you, you got a fair point there. Yeah. Uh, they also generally don't tend to do a big discount on the brand new stuff. Like, we didn't get a Sorora box last year that I can... Um, I know that this is not your wheelhouse socks, but is there any of them that, like, just aesthetically jump out at you more than the others? Uh, a Thousand Suns, Court of the Crimson King. I just like the paint job on that center guy there with his wings. Yeah. How they're red and then uh, blend into the black and the blue ha- highlighted edge. Of yeah, all but of, he of did everything the... wrong, so... He did nothing. He did everything wrong. Um, Of all of the brothers currently available for 40k, I think that's my favorite mini out of And quite significant. I, ooh. I mean, I don't mind Mortarian, um, but I think I think he's the better mini. I, 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 I'm gonna have to agree that Magnus is the better mini, just because you don't have to be as highly skilled to make him look really good. Mortarian, you kind of need some chops to really give that model some some credit. Uh, moving on, there is obviously like every year there is an Age of Sigmar equivalent as well. Um, again, like decent looking options this year. Um, starting with the Sisters of Cain. Or the Canaanite Slaughter Coven, because you can't have one of these without it calling it some complicated. Um, all of these models are old, but like they they still hold up. These models are actually quite nice. We also I wouldn't ha- say they're old. I mean, they're within the last like you know five years. I think the newest thing in that box, the Harpies. Mem- everything else here that are oh no, sorry, the Snake Girls at the front. They would everything else. I'm pretty sure are old stuff. I could be wrong. That doesn't matter, though. Like, it doesn't matter. They are still... This is an example of a box set that proves that not everything has to be redone. Um, For sure. the, uh, The shrine, or the cauldron of blood, rather, there in the middle, is eight years old, nine years old now. And that still looks just as good as a lot of things they have on the market, right? Um, the Auric War Clans. So this is the new orcs that we saw earlier this year. Wait, earlier this year? Late last year. I don't know. Something like that. Um, This is a smaller box, but we've got a couple of... Very big monsters in this, uh, just purely based on the um, purely based on the two monsters alone. This box is insane. Um, I mean, comparing it with the price shelf. Uh, Goom Spike Glitz uh, gets like you just you can't not love these guys. Everything about the Goom Spike Glitz is awesome. I keep on calling them Glitz for some reason. Maybe I need to buy them and spark and paint them all spark because I can't say the word properly. Read. We also have the Verminous Host, which is the Skaven. So basically, they took the current Skaven um, set and they took the old starter collecting set and they smashed the boxes together because quite literally, that's what's in this box. Um, It's two starters thrown together. Um, It's not a bad way to do it, but there's not really much in there that they've done otherwise uh good value though like there's a lot of minis in. the, the ha- problem with the skaven is you need like four of those boxes to have a thousand uh depends on how you play them not necessarily um insane that no, i need a gross, to have it. it's a gross exaggeration but skaven you need to have a lot of skaven to have a skaven yeah again it depends on how you play them though um i need to have a bit of a closer look at my skaven force and see how many points i actually have but in the old version i, I had like 1500 points very very easily and it was only like 80 troops um 
because you can take those bigger Stormfiend guys in the back as troops um, oh, instead right, okay. of the... the whole, it, depend, it depended on how you played. It wasn't the most powerful way to play them, but it was definitely a way... Socks? I'm here. My camera just turned off. Socks. Shows him his connect, but his uh, camera is... I'm still... I could still hear you. I think my camera was going in and out again. So your headset dies. Now your camera's dying. Are you sure your computer's all right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um... All right, so moving on. The Night Haunt is another one that's here. Uh, so this is all of your ghost guys. This is an army that I almost brought. This came out, honestly, because I love everything to do with um, I've got I've got them sitting up in there that I need to do oh, something with still. I didn't even know that you had them. I Yeah, I've, my, my pile is of shame is quite significant. It's not as bad as mine. Um, although you have stuff along. Uh, and then we also have the Revenant Wargrove, which is your, your wood elves, basically. Um, again... Most of this stuff is older, but they're all still really, really gorgeous. I, I'm sorry, the Sylvanas stuff, like the the yeah. all the like in ten years, I think it'll still look like the the big guys in the back there. I don't think I don't I don't see how you can improve on those skulls. No, I agree. Um, another example of a force that I mean, th- there is newer stuff in here, but a, a force that not everything has to be redone. Um, yeah. and then because of course there is there is a Stormcast box. Uh, but in saying that, this is a nice look. Stormcast box. Um, so this is all of the neural releases, basic more or less, including the dragons, which are dragons that we did like when they were being released. They are very pretty dragons, although they're actually what, are they dragons? Yes. No. Well, there's a dragon and there's a wither. Although they one of them Do only you know has the yes, wither only has two legs, not four. Uh, and so again, <laughs> um, personally, I actually struggle to pick a favorite on this. I think it might be oh. the Sylvanas. Like I've always wanted to do a Sylvanas army, and just that right there, it's like uh, two two more boxes, like the bigger uh, sword guys and the bigger archer guys, mm-hmm. and that would that would fill that out. You've got the dryads, you've got the guys that are like separating out. You got to two of the big tree folk guys and they got the the big general there like that that's a good little just yeah. add those two boxes and you've got a good little army if i didn't already own the skaven it probably would be them because skaven but i literally own that everything in that box so it doesn't have as much desire for me so i probably fall back to the gremlin doom spike glit gets uh just the, because the yeah the squiggle land. like squigs are just so much fun it's a giant mouth filled with teeth that runs eight um socks whether aesthetically stormcast. or otherwise stormcast stormcast yep because yeah. if i were to ever get into warhammer fantasy back in the day it would definitely be something else um I know Stormcast. Stormcast are uh, human, yeah. New elves. But I know what you mean. So I, I just have been intrigued with elven armies, uh, but never will get into it. So I love the fact that you want to buy them because they're elf, except they're not elf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you do get into the, the Warhammer universe, I highly recommend Sigmar over 40k. I think you would have way more fun with that just based off of how Sigmar plays versus 40k. Something I've wanted to do on the podcast for a while is for us to do a little bit of a challenge between each other where we all buy the same box set and we set like X amount of hours to paint it up however we want uh, and then present it on a show of this is and then like the audio goes, well, I like this one. I like that one. I would still like to do that at some and I have a feeling that if we were to do it, it would probably end up having to go in the Stormcast for all three of us to be able to do something. I'd be okay with that. I could add to my army. (laughs) I wouldn't because I don't have them, but uh, I, I could convert them up to be something else maybe. But I think the idea would be to paint them up. But yeah, 
Oh, there is. Look, there is always other stuff coming for Games Workshop. Like I said, there is uh, a whole heap of free games coming with the most recent edition of White Dwarf. Personally, none of them interest me, which is why I decided not to discuss it because I didn't really think it was that exciting. Uh, but if you go onto the Warhammer community website, you can have a look to see if there's stuff coming in it. Uh, generally speaking, un- unless there's something like if you're getting the magazine already, yay. I wouldn't be buying it though. There's not value like that. Um, Moving on, socks. I hear that you like playing with Star Wars games. You, you, you so, might have you, you might have been slightly interested in some news that we saw this week. So yeah, uh, Atomic Mass Games, who owns Star Wars Legion, Armada, and X-wing, as well as uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, sent out a preview of what's coming out summer 2023, and it is Star Wars Shatterpoint, which is pretty much their version of. Star Wars that's similar to MCP. So you're yeah. going to have the same kind of concept as MCP. We're going to have smaller squads of primarily heroes. Uh, the video shows some storm back, so you may have some guys that aren't like Captain Rex or some of the other commanders that you see in the movies or the Clone Wars shows and stuff like that as uh, yeah, I was going to say, I just saw some uh, battle droids. Yes. Yeah, some battle droids. Yeah, battle droids. Battle droids. And so it's it's taking it to a very 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 small scale legion. It's going to be the same scale. I'm ter- scale in terms of number of miniatures that you're going to have. It's yes. going to be the same scale as MCP in terms of the size of the miniatures themselves. Um, so bigger <laughs> scaled models than what you have for Star Wars Legion right now. Yep. Um, Adepticon is going to be where it's going to be previewed mostly right now. They did say they're looking for playtesters right now as well. I'm I, I'm sitting on the fence, and there's a lot of people in the Legion community. Right Right now, there's just like, okay, did they just kill Legion, or is Legion still going to be around? I think no, Legion's I don't think I don't think, I don't think they're killing. No, I don't think I, I think, think they're so. expanding. I, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be interest in this. Legion's going to dip off hard for four. That's too big a risk, and then peter back you know in another six months and, and kind of stay at that level then probably for almost i would say at least eight months and then then be back to where it was as you know people like i don't like this i'm going back to legion or you're gonna have the few that's gonna be like i don't i don't like legion i like this more and then you're gonna have the people that this is gonna entice and they're gonna be like oh legion looks better now you yeah. know yeah I, so, I don't think like the only risk of legion going away would be as if people stop buying which Clearly is not happening at this stage. And, and I agree. And they've got a lot of stuff that they've already announced. They've got Ewoks that they have announced. They've they've announced a whole bunch of stuff that's still waiting to come out over the next year or so. And so yeah. I don't think Legion's going away myself, but I know there's some people in the community on the on the Facebook pages and stuff like that. And like when they saw it first, saw this, they're just like, what do I do now? <laughs> I think, George, you're absolutely right. People are going to be in that, okay, do I dip into this for a little bit, see how this is? Well, and... and, and we we can go back uh, a few years ago. Uh, a little game called uh, Drop Fleet Commander came out. Mm-hmm. What happened to Drop Zone when that happened? It initially yep. died and then what, it just what, rebuilt again. What was Drop Zone? Yeah, no one no one cared about Drop Zone anymore. So I mean, drops drop uh, Drop Zone's back now. Um, oh, it's, yeah. I'd say I'd say it's back a little stronger now because you have the people who were interested in Drop Fleet because Drop Fleet mm-hmm. was like the calling card of like you know like the spaceship battle like uh, Battle for Gothic yep. did you know and brought people in they're like oh there's this other game too and that you know but yeah campaign I, 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 off of it locally yeah yeah exactly. Yeah. There's also I, more I, releases I think, coming for it too, um, yeah. which, yeah, I, I think Drop Zone might actually be tensions. There's been more releases. So that either means one of two things. Either they're getting more sales for it and therefore trying to get those sales to continue, or they weren't getting those sales and this is supposed to be drumming. It's one or the other. I don't know which 
I, I mean, I could I ask, but I don't think I'd get an answer. I, I, I think you're right on the second one. I think it's the sales that didn't happen when Drop Fleet came out and Drop Fleet was the thing. Yeah. I think that's what happened there. So, I, you know, and I think the same thing's going to happen here with Shatterpoint. And well, it happens with Legion. everything. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, how do we know that this is the same scale miniatures-wise as MCP? Quite honestly, and this is me that pointed this out, I'm not saying I'm the only one that has said this, but you can see for a fact that this is in the 40 mil scale because the bases are designed exactly the same way that the MCP ones are. The decoration on top of them is different, but the design of the bases is exactly the same. Therefore, you know for a fact that this is death scale. Well, um, we don't I'll, have any I'll pictures of them that. side by side at this stage. Oh, but I'll, I'll point something out that makes it a little more uh, uh, obvious as well. If you go to about the 18 second mark where you got Rex and he's got his yeah. little uh, enchanted deal there, that antenna deal is pretty thin for a 28 mil. True. That is true. So that's something that you would... I don't even think it's on the model for, for him. I don't think he has the model, the, the little antenna piece that's sticking up on 28 mil. Because, because it, it would be... break off if you looked at it. Yep. Exactly. So this so was... One thing that I do yep. am concerned about is with them announcing this. Yes, I know back in their one of their first mini extravaganzas, they said they didn't have anything planned out for Armada. But where's Armada? You guys yeah. have had a year and a half, two years almost now. Where's Armada? What did I say when they initially said that? I told you this. They wasn't going to do anything in this year that that game was in trouble. Yep. I'm going to just say this now. I think Armada is dead. I think... Whether they want to acknowledge it or not, and I think there's a reason that they're not acknowledging it. I mean, I don't know as far as how often the question's being asked. I know it was being asked a lot initially, but honestly, I think they're just not saying it, and, but that the game is gone. That is my opinion. Uh, I hope that I'm wrong on that. I honestly do. But I feel that if they were going to change their stance on that, that it would have happened at Mini Extravaganza. Um, and I think the community is right to be upset. It was not a small amount of voices. It was not. It's not like it was two people amongst the crowd that was going, hey, I want Armada. Like, there was a very large crowd of people that were upset for that initially. Especially so. since we are, what, five, four months away from Adepticon? Yeah. They, so, they could be so, some sneak peeks out, possibly like Shatterpoint, of what they're going to preview at Adepticon. Nothing come out yet. So I, I, I'm going to be that person and be a bit of a jerk here. Uh, also, if you go to about the uh, oh, 29, 28 second mark, where you got that really nice looking General Grievous with his flowing cape and the really good paint job, this is your demo video. This is showing stuff off. Get some straight lightsabers. Oh, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah, that's a good right, point. Is this the quality we can expect when we buy this? Is these are curved all, and bent? These are all prototypes. That, that That's not actually that unusual. I, I don't care. If you're going to be like showing this off as like, check this new game out, have your stuff looking good. Yeah, that's fair. That's actually a problem that we have a lot with the lightsabers in Legion itself. Well, they use the way... poor quality plastic, that's why. So, so, so I, I can tell you, like Legion, you're talking 28 mil scale. I can kind of, you know, it's a little tiny stuff. If this is going to be on that 40 mil scale, which based on some of the detail you're saying, based on what we can surmise from the bases, if this is on that larger scale, straight lightsabers, for crying out loud. Yeah. I didn't even notice it till you pointed it out, but I can't not yeah. say it. Um, you're so welcome. we don't know a lot about this yet. Um, I mean, there is details in the actual theme, but the initial response to this was that, oh, they're doing MCP, but for Star Wars. However, Atomic Mass Games have already come forward and said that that's not what this is, that it is a game system of its own. Uh, the wording that they used, I don't know the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, I guess there would be a couple of comparisons uh, because they're both miniature games in a skirmish size, uh, but 
they were very, very adamant that this is not just MCP, but for Star Wars. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how true that is. I'm not, I have no reason to suspect otherwise. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do. I mean, this is the, the information that they're giving is very, very vague at this stage. Which, if you think back a couple of years when the Marvel one was announced, they didn't really give any extra information there at that point either. Um, it was just, this is coming. The difference was is that that got announced when the demos were, ha- like just before the demos were happening. So it all kind of ramped very quickly where they seem to be taking their time with this one, um, which I guess is to give them more time to make sure that everything's ready and that they don't have well, the... Bye. Well, the problem with MCP when it first came out is that the quality of the minis was very chalk and cheese. Like there were some that were absolutely phenomenal and there's others like Captain America that was, the detail was so soft that you could almost not paint Um so, so far in this, the detail in the... Though, apparently, yeah. they don't have straight lights. Um, also, on that front, we have a new tank coming for Marvel Crisis Protocol, and it's amazing. Well, it's, 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 it's not a Cobra Hiss? No. No, it's definitely not a Cobra Hiss. <laughs> um, this is the Cobra tank. So, it's got Red Skull in it. I don't know if that means that you can't have Red Skull in elsewhere. I, I would kind of yep. hope that it's optional to have him up the top there. I don't know. I mean, they very clearly have designed it that way. Uh, but I'd kind of like to be able to have Red Skull as an actual mini as well. So it just depends on how they do it, I suppose. I would hope, because it's called, it's a Hydra Tank Terrain and Ultimate Encounter. So this is much like the Thanos thing that came out last year. So if it's an Ultimate Encounter, it's a Red Skull Encounter where you got to take him out. Where he is tank. an ultimate boss, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's all true. Is, I answered my own question. Otherwise, it's a terrain piece, and Good if you're using job, it as Bruce. um, so yeah, if you're using it as a terrain piece, I probably put Red Skull in there, unless you paint it up yeah. so that it's a statue, I guess. But if you're going to do this, I would paint it up for one. Well, it depends. I mean, I guess if you're the sort of person that doesn't really like, you look at it and it doesn't worry you that Red Skull is there and on the team. Because in theory, Red Skull could be in both armies on the table anyway. So, depends on how you look at things. Um, But, now we're going to move on to something very, very different. Extreme. Yes. So, Bad Squid Air Games are a company that's been around for a while. I just I haven't had a reason to talk about um much. Um, so, they have done a series of miniatures that they are calling Naval Gents in Panto Dress. This is actually based on something that happened in history, which I find absolutely hilarious. So these guys were preparing for a Christmas show. They were rehearsing for a pantomime show when they got attacked by uh, in World War Two, and therefore there's all these images from history of them in battle in the dresses. Somebody has actually recreated this in miniature form. It's absolutely phenomenal. The thing I like about it is the minis actually lean into the into the silliness of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, in these pictures, they are very clearly having a lot of fun here. Um, I, l- I kind of like the overly dramaticness of some of it. Like, there's the guy at the back going, oh, just like you would see in a pantomime show. Um, I really, really like these. This is so much fun. I mean, I don't really know how I would ever use them in a game. I mean, I don't play historical games, really. Um, but the fact that somebody has done this is so much fun. I could see people having a lot of fun with these painting-wise, and just going absolutely nuts. I mean, there's only three of them, so you couldn't exactly army build with them. I mean, I guess you could. Very boring. I don't know if you had, like, a, a MASH game, you know, you could you could finally have an accurate mini for a uh, Klinger. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. That's a brilliant idea. What did I say before the show? A ringer for Klinger, but with a better mustache. Lyrics from a Bloodhound Gang song where they're talking about Klinger. I hadn't actually realized that's what you meant at the time when you said it. I really love that idea. That's brilliant. As much as I'm, I might get hate for this, not a fan of that show at all. I don't like MASH. 
I've never enjoyed it. I don't think it's And funny. with that being said, next week's episode will only have myself <laughs> and Major Socks in it. Oh, you're having a next week's episode, are you? You're going to go weekly now. That's nice. Yeah, I won't are. be here anyway. No, we'll, we'll, we'll still be bi-weekly just without you because you can't not like Matt. I can not like I prefer rather comics. No, no. Yeah, Forbid- yes. It's forbidden. Um, and on top of it, it, they're only twelve pounds. Like that's actually a fairly decent price, really. I mean, these are limited edition things, by the look of it. They are sculpted by Alan Marsh, uh, which is a name that I have actually crossed before. It's a very good sculpt. Um, yeah, be interesting to see how long these are around. I just these are just so much fun. Speaking of drop zone commander, resin building. Yep. So there's a couple of drop zone commander things this week. You can buy these buildings in a bundle or individually. I've just brought up the bundle just so that we can have a look at everything. Um, so these resin buildings are using the the new technology. And I say in quotation marks because... So basically, they are recycling failed casts uh, to help fill the void in resin so that it basically it makes larger models a lot cheaper. These are resin buildings. The entire bundle is £120. That's a lot of resin That's a lot for of a resin. very little amount of money. Um, so the fact that this is happening, like that this is a proven concept with the resin now, like that the recycled resin is what we suspected would be a smart idea. I, I believe this is proving it. This is a product that wouldn't exist because it would be too expensive without oh, yeah. um, so i love everything about this the detail on these is absolutely phenomenal we did actually get teasers of these a couple of weeks ago um we did actually kind of slightly hint. i don't remember if we talked about it in detail or if we just hinted at it i think we just hinted at it um but these buildings are absolutely phenomenal like this is just really beautiful yeah we, we kind of briefly like you know yeah look they're in the background there for the uh the kickstarter for the paint so um i i do like some of the details uh some of it seems very uh eastern block some of it seems very art deco some of it you know just your your run-of-the-mill office building um i think my favorite is the red person the long one yeah. Long yeah. one. yeah i was gonna say the, the the two in the middle of the uh all-in picture like the two in the middle there they have that very eastern block yeah right they all look very easy they just no like, if you look at the, the two on the bottom right with the the cornice decorations and stuff like that that's very like art deco mm-hmm. or uh or uh um oh what's the where like everything's like a uh, uh, focal point lighting um like uh start uh airship of tomorrow or whatever you know like that kind of yeah it's very pretty i, I really like and it, like they're designs that kind of feel like that like they're timeless enough where you could still see them existing in the future i mean because these are very clearly older buildings um yeah they don't, but they don't feel out of place. I guess the only question we have at this point is how they will arrive. I assume that they are arriving in one piece, but I don't actually know. Do I would hope to say? God. I would hope to God they're flat packed and you up. Uh, they're heavy enough to stay put when moving miniatures around them. Uh, supplied unpainted will require cleaning. Could re- require you to fill some holes. It doesn't say that you have to build them. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Nope. Holy smokes. You're going to have a big box. That's, yeah, that's going to be a big Keeping in mind, these are 10 mil scale to them. So they're only going to be like, yay big. Like they're not going to be huge. That's still going to be bigger than the flat pack of, uh, you know, the train sets we've got. True. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Bubble Raptor or something around. Some padding around each one, and so you add the padding around each of those yeah. buildings. It's gonna eventually, it's gonna be a good sized box. Zox has got a point. I wonder if the yeah, other because they're not gonna fit these without some sort of a padding, or else you're gonna be having complaint, customer complaints coming back saying, "Hey, I'll, 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 I got chips and 
larger chunks broken off yeah. during from shipping. Um, normally, if you have to buy, if you have to build these things, it would say unpainted and unbuilt, or unbuilt and unpainted. That's the only. That's the only reason I'm saying it is are all in one piece because it I doesn't state that. otherwise. Agreed. Uh, Lewis, if we're sorry, not Lewis, Louis, if we're wrong on that, you might want to get somebody to update the website because it appears that these are all in one piece. So that's why I'm making the assumption. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, but it looks, it appears that these are all one piece. Generally speaking, with drop zone, you have no reason to go inside of a building. When you're inside the building, the models are placed on top. So there would be very little reason to have these as separate pieces, except for the fact that it would help with shipping. Um, and maybe in the case of, because a lot of these buildings are like, you have detail on the bottom and the detail on top, you could maybe swap and change them to make different. Maybe you could have them in like two pieces or three pieces or something, help break it down. But I don't know. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how these things actually arrive. Um, like this is just, as far as bargains is concerned, this is insane value. Uh, if you do purchase them separately, you are looking at anywhere between I think it's twenty two to thirty pounds. Twenty, twenty five, twenty, twenty, twenty two, twenty two, thirty. Yeah, so it's between twenty and thirty pounds. So even if you were to buy them separately, it's still very, very, very good value. With the exchange rate for the pound of the dollar right now, it's about one hundred and forty-two bucks. If you are playing Drop Zone Commander and you want some more terrain, or you're tired of the terrain that you have, this is a no-brainer. Spray paint the, the, it and dry back, brush it. Yeah, the, this goes back to uh, our discussion with Mel of you know shop terrain versus home terrain. This yeah. is definitely the kind of terrain where you know if you have the space at home where you can play games at home. This is the kind of terrain you want to have because it can, it'll it'll just make your game look that much better. Shop terrain, I don't know. I mean... No, yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah. Moving on, the amount of times that we have been asked about the Leviathan Heavy ho Hovercraft is ridiculous. Every time we... It kind of felt at one stage that every time we spoke about Drop Zone Commander when we were going through those rules all the time that somebody had been trying to buy this and couldn't find it why was it out of stock? Well, your answers, have, your prayers have finally been answered. There were reasons, like we actually did officially ask about this and there were reasons why you couldn't get this for a while, uh, but it was coming and it was coming and it was coming. There was kind of things they had to work through, but it's finally here. You can pre-order it for November 25th. The Leviathan Heavy Hover Carrier is finally back. This is something that the Resisti players have been screaming for for a good, at a least year and a half. I love that you called it the Resisty. I did it. Um, and genuinely, in my opinion, still one of the best looking minis in the game. It's massive. I've played against one before. It is a good six, seven inches squared. This is one of the That's reasons huge. why I was always... Yeah, this thing yeah, is big. huge. It's called a Leviathan. This is one of the reasons why I was always tempted to play this in, in the game, because it's just so pretty. One thing I also noticed, there's different build options, because of course there is. There is. But one of those options has Scourge Gun. Yes, it does. Build That's it the plasma really fun. All right. I just thought it was worth touching on those two because I know for a fact that we, like, we have been asked about that specifically multiple times. It was a very frequently asked question. But unfortunately, we couldn't answer for a long time because it wasn't available. And it just simply wasn't, look, it's coming. All I can tell you is that it's coming. There wasn't really much more I could say because we didn't have dates. It was one of those things that was... They know that people want it, but they can't do anything about it right now. It's kind of like they had issues with the mold, basically. Uh, the mold had to be kind of redone, and when they redid it to release, it got delayed again because the mold failed. Um, I'm oversimplifying that, so please keep in mind, I'm deliberately oversimplifying that. Louis, 
I know, I know that there's more to this story than that, but I'm just trying to be brief. And speaking of brief, we're going to move on. Hassle-Free Minis is another company that we haven't spoken about a lot of, but they have been around for a very long time. When it comes to third-party indies, we need to go through these guys at some point. They have a lot of really... Um, so, they are on Kickstarter at the moment for the second time, and the first time since 2015. Um, they are doing a whole heap of sci-fi minis and oh my goodness are these things pretty so for those that don't follow hassle free minis uh this is one of the sculptors that when he's sculpting things he will sculpt a naked body first and then he will put clothing over the top of that so that everything is in proportion he does it deliberately uh and at this point has to censor things on Facebook all the time because otherwise they get stricken because it doesn't matter. Naughty bits? No, yeah, he does it with naughty bits and everything. He does all detail. Uh, no, if... I was just saying he's getting censored because of naughty Oh, yes, yes. Um, I like the fact that there's an Amanda Carter because Stargate. I mean, it doesn't look much like Samantha Carter, but I like the fact that they're doing... Can... That's clearly where the name can, comes can, from. Can we first of all address that he's using the uh, Star Trek original series font? Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's a very good yeah, call. The first line of it, to boldly go. I just didn't... Like, it even looks... I didn't notice what the font was, because I was looking at the minis. That's actually a really good call. Well done. Um, So we have... This is me judging. <laughs> this is me not caring about your judgment. I'm sorry if, as a miniature podcast, I was trying to concentrate on on the minis and not the font that the banner was made from. Uh, Eowyn Greybear Reacher, um, really pretty. All of these are metal minis, just for the record. You can get resin masters for slightly more expensive. Um, so it's eight pounds versus 15 pounds. I think that's across the board. I already mentioned Amanda Carter um, and that name, Amanda Tapping, um, combined with Samantha Carter, hence why I'm saying Stargate. Rex Hammer Ellison um, clearly looks like a very intelligent man with his big stoic face and watermelon-sized head. Um, don't insult him because you'll probably crush your, crush your head. Um, oh, they're not all the same price. Oh, never mind. Nor my comment earlier. Uh, the price difference, I think it's the same, the, the difference. Yeah, the, the resins are all the same. Harlan Prof Croxius, so he's clearly a professor of some kind. Uh, Lyris Ember Danvers. Uh, Danvers, I suspect, comes from um, Captain Marvel, but well, I could be wrong on that. If, if you scroll on down a little further, there's a character who looks like Captain Marvel from the movie. Oh, I hadn't, yeah. Uh, there's the Countess Elizabeth DeVere, uh, that I actually... I quite like that one. Uh, Marlena Nessie Ness, another one that I really like. I like most of these. Uh, I definitely have a favourite, and I will say what that is in a moment. Silver's quite fun. I quite like Silver. It looks like Captain Marvel from the movie. Uh, I guess I could see that. Well, except it's pigtails instead of a uh, mohawk. Never. Yeah. It's it's pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adam Adamant Anthony, uh, which is a guy in a suit with a giant space gun. Cause... And then we have the best boy. He is a good boy, but he's a good boy with a giant gun. So don't tell him that he's not a good boy. That looks is my like favorite. Looks like he's got a rocket launcher too. Oh, yeah. 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 He does. Uh, Gabriel Ibanez is quite fun. I don't know why that's not being shown in the same green that everything else is. Uh, I find that rather... Obviously, uh, uh, a Starship Troopers uh, reference. Yes, true. Uh, Recluse is like... I mean, it kind of Lady feels... Predator. It kind of feels Predator-ish, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a stretch goal. We've got, had a few other... Um, Silver that we spoke about earlier was stretch goal as well. I really, really... Major John Hall is fun. That's been last night. I really, uh, genuinely, genuinely tempted by this. Um, and then there's uh, Dex Logan, who's uh, not a Mandalorian. Nope. 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 Definitely not. Definitely not a Mandalorian. Why would you even suggest such? Um, yeah. So House of Free Minis make a lot of alternate minis, some of which look like certain things, some of which don't. Um, but yeah, 
definitely worth having a look at. Definitely worth having a look at. Supreme Obidin is definitely not uh, the bad guy from Thor Ragnarok. It definitely isn't. Did you see the Samuel Jackson? It has to be Samuel Jackson. What's the character name? Mystic Kenya. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's Samuel L. Jackson. I like the fact that they've given him a real sword instead of a sci-fi sword. Because that one you could paint up either way. Like, you could make that fantasy if you want. You'd probably need to green stuff the belt a little bit if you wanted to make it fantasy. But otherwise, there's no reason why you couldn't just make that <laughs> rather than Star scroll Wars. Down, if- scroll down yeah, a little more. Get the fat emperor. <laughs> <laughs> darfed Sidious that is brilliant <laughs> not dark darf um feels that's for your Spaceballs game or June it feels very June um Dr. Elevin Hill is the next unlock that hasn't been done yet like I said I, I really like this one so you got a couple of different levels here like you can start with just an away team and you can choose six of the minis there's a full crew which is 12 um and then you go so on and so forth there is the full crew which is any 12 so you've got pledges here for metal or for resin depending on what you prefer um i'm notoriously not a huge fan of metal minis um i know i'm already there any preferences between you guys with favorites i already said what mine was um i really don't have a particular favorite of the of those i mean i mean there's so many of these companies out there doing the uh the alternate you know like mm. it's not this it's this but it looks like i mean it's cool it's fun yeah, I, I can see where the market there's the market in it, but it's just like I will say this hassle free, hassle free. If you come across this video, I have been wanting to buy your definitely not a Stargate crew for at least four years now, and they're never in stock when I look at. Can you please put them in stock for me? I want to buy them. Uh, that's got nothing to do with. It. Um, and I was it Dex that you said suck. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. You, you want to make sure the. I was going to say, you're going to want, want to make sure that you uh, you have these ladies as your friends. Yep. Uh, these are the Golden Gun Girls, which is just, I love this. So we definitely don't have the, the Golden Girls here with giant guns nope. and really evil looks on their faces. <laughs> I love this so much. One of them's got a revolver. The other one's got the, uh, what's the British uh, uh, infantry rifle there, Sock? Where the, the, the mag is up in the buttstock. That's what uh looks like Betty White has. B. Arthur has yeah. a Tommy gun. Yeah. Of anybody, um, I, I kind of feel like it's appropriate for B. Arthur to have the, the Tommy gun. And then, and then, um, whatever the mother was, it looks like she's got like a breaching shock. It's so much fun. I don't think these are specifically for a game, but the first thing that came to mind for me was that regime rumble where it was like all of the political characters fighting against each other for no reason. Yeah. Right. But I don't think I'd really care. Like, this is just, this is so fun. I don't care what game it's for. I just kind of want people to bring them to a table and have fun with them. Have an evil Betty White chasing people through the camp to kill them. Like, do it in Don't Look Back. I don't care what you use them for. These are amazing. These would even be great in like a, like a, a, a um, what's a, the Warhammer games? Um, kill team? The squad. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- have these as a kill team. That'd be, oh, I love that so much. I'm genuinely tempted by them, except I've already done an order from Black Sites. Holy smokes, I just looked at the price. $31, I know, it's it's not that bad value. Oh, wait, hold on a second, my VPN. How much did you uh, think they were? Oh, hang on, I'm looking at an Australian dollar amount. What well, are they no, for it you? Was showing, it was showing $160. There we go, 31 Okay, that makes me... I, I had a VPN connected still, so showing in that country's current. Um, the power of friendship is the banner that they use on the front of the site. It's just so good. <sighs> Ill-gotten game. Games have been around for a while. They are on Kickstarter at the moment with a fully 3D printable war game. So we finally got another one of these. Uh, these are starting to become 
more and more popular with the, well i don't know if popular is the right word more and more common is what i should. so it it kind of feels it's very sci-fi uh so we've kind of like we've got mechs and we've got characters and like it's very skirmish size in the way that it's going feels very post-apocalyptical looks like pig face from star wars yes actually yeah that's a good call my first thought was the bad guys from jick nukem mainly because of the train set I actually quite like that terrain set. Um, I don't want somebody, as much as I know that franchise is dead, I kind of want somebody to do it. Um, I don't know. I like the look of this. I mean, it's it's a simple looking concept. I mean, obviously, it's very early at this stage. It is already funded, though. Uh, like, this was a very small goal. It was only a $1,000 goal. Uh, it's fully 3D printable, so you don't actually need to buy any minis. It's all fairly cheap, honestly. Yeah. But the sculpts look good. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes rules-wise. I, I actually think I, the I, terrain is probably my favorite part of it. I, I see this becoming more and more of a thing. Well, there's with the postage crisis out there at the moment, there are people that are going... It's not. There's a card game that I looked at last year. Didn't fund success coming back, and they've come back at the moment, a print-and-play version, because with the way that the shipping crisis is at the moment, they just didn't trust that they'd be able to get it out at a point where they didn't lose money. Yeah. Which is a problem with the indie scene at the moment. Which, again, is who should be on Kickstarter. <laughs> Sorry, cough. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I really like this. I'm very, very tempted to try and get these roads, actually. I think they might slightly be out of scale for what I really like mm, these roads. I, I think they might be a lot closer than you think, Bruce. I do have some roads, but I'd like to have some. They're 15 mil scale, so... Oh, wait, hang on. Oh, no, they're scaled down. To th- okay, never mind. They're 30-ish mil, so no, the scale would be right. Yeah, I misread that the first time I was looking. So, yeah, like I said, I, I, I really like the look of this. It's kind of simple, but not. I don't mean simple in a bad way. Um, like I said, I'm tempted to just try to get the roads personally uh because for like those roads are perfect for secret projects so so casey just i i the the golden girls were so cool i had to send those to casey mm-hmm. she replied back of those would make great monopoly i would almost play monopoly just for that why yeah, do i say almost do it. it's a horrible game that's why i say almost uh, it was good, especially if you include attack roll i'm gonna use my tommy gun on your hotel I have to pay maintenance costs <laughs> all right that's it for the news for now shall we discuss an indie indie definition independent type slang word jargon arena rex is a game that has been around for a while um this was kickstarted during the early days of kickstarter this this is one of the original success stories um and something that kept on coming up when but brother bear and i both appeared on somebody else's podcast at one point a few months ago uh gaming with the guys it's one of the other bushido and this is another one of the games that they're big fans so just for context i have been tempted to buy minis from these guys for a about seven years now. What scale are they? I want to say 50 mil? No, no, 35 mil. Oh, because I'm looking at uh, Landon with the writing the Kato. Holy cow, that looks good. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I will show you another one that I really like. At the bottom of that, if you open up that and just have it look laid on. So basically, this is a game. And this is a game that's gladiatorial combat. Right here. Yeah, so that that's the context just for the record. And yes, laid on is absolutely fantastic you will also notice that you can also play these guys as just the creatures because in theory um because it's gladiatorial combat you have like monsters and stuff fight as well as tamed version uh but at the bottom of that page there is seracrit riding zara that does look cool but nero riding uh yeah yeah he was coming up as well this score i've seen the scorpion in real life it looks amazing um one of my friends that kickstarted this um had this mini and painted it up to look like a real scorpion and did a really good job uh jb i hate you also jb 
I'd love to play this game at some point. Um, yes, let's open up Nero. So factions... Like that, that pose has so much action. Factions in this game are divided up kind of how you would expect them to be. I mean, there's very much like your Roman factions and how you would expect. There's also an Egyptian faction. There's also a Greek faction. We also now have um, like a Viking type faction. Um, if you go to the store drop down so if we just start at the top and have a look at her you'll start to get an idea of how these things so Helinki is your everybody has a starter set which is three minis and then obviously everything else is added on top of that and i'm just going to kind of browse through the starter sets for the moment otherwise forever these guys kind of like they release a couple of things every so often like this is not a game that's flooding the market with new products all the time it's drip fed out everything is kind of released the balancing on this is rather than having a points system, you have a cards system. So you would have like a five card game and every character has so many cards that they come. So I just said for five card game random, but the way that it balances like those monsters we were looking at, you would have a card for the rider and a card for the monster. And that's how those powerful characters are balanced with everybody else. Uh, Ludus Magnus is basically what you expect it to be with a name like that. You have a look at the starter set. It should make a lot of sense. Very much exactly what you think of when you think of gladiators. Uh, I mean, the only thing that guy is missing is a line. He's straight out of gladiator. Legio 8 is kind of the same sort of idea. It's just very clearly a different faction. Um, Ludus Britannic, Gallo-Roman Imperial Gladiatorial School. So they're all based. Miraturi is memory. Yes, this is your Egyptian faction. Um, and the one that I buy. Love the big guy in the back with his giant double axe. I don't remember what that weapon is called. It's really fun. If you know what that type of weapon is called, let me know. Uh, Zafiri from memory is your... Yeah, Zafiri is your Viking type, guys. Not that I know that Vikings were ever involved in gladiatorial, but this is very much a, a fictionalized what we know of from mostly more like pro wrestling than it was. Except people did die. Yeah, but very, yeah. very rarely. They weren't actually allowed to kill each other. And then I'm going to skip a couple. I'm going straight down to the Gorgons because this is another one I've been very, very tempted by. There's only three minis in this one at this stage and there's no actual um, set, but you'll notice that each of these has two card powerful characters. Um, so I've opened a place to start. The sculpting in these, absolutely. Uh, Medusa is kind of sculpted in the way that you would expect her to be sculpted because Medusa is very much supposed to character uh i'm not going to bring up urali in a larger form for the same reason this is literally a giant snake monster uh it's the very pretty woman probably hiding behind a pole so that you don't see the giant snake thing realize that it's a monster. the interesting part of this is that we also have zathenai which to me looks That's like shiva it looks like one of the gods from um hindi yeah i was gonna say it's totally a shiva yeah so i don't actually get how that fits with the gorgons there might be a reason why it does kind of feels a little out of place for me uh there might be context for it i don't know what that context is um but yeah this is why i'm looking at arena rex absolutely beautiful in beasts you get all of them at earlier months um somebody riding a giant horse darius riding wayne very much like the one you were talking about earlier with the bull but this is a horse that's rearing up all action uh there's anum the guy with a hyena uh this guy he is one of the egypt minis uh this guy is like a beast master and his whole thing is like helps the beasts basically come the game uh, for example they give there in the artwork him with the hyena go to go to uh 
I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, uh, Kawata writing uh, Hiroka. Hiroka. That is totally a, a North American native uh, influence design. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yes, you're right. Very scarred up looking horse. That horse has not been treated well. Oh wait, is it actually scarring, or is it um, maybe it's pain? No, there's some there's some scarring on it for sure. If you if you look at the face. Yeah. I think it was the face where I saw it. No. I, there's some scars on it for sure. It's either scars or it's meant to be war paint. I'm not 100%. It might actually be war paint. You look at one of the side pictures, it almost looks like it's war paint. No, yeah, so the, the right side of its face, that, that no. one's scarring. The, no, the there's definitely the scarring there. They're, yeah, if you look at the side on yeah, picture, you can see it going out. down the neck. Yeah. I mean, it's in a gladiatorial ring. You're not going to expect these beasts to be treated that well, um, fictionalized or not. Like, generally speaking treated well i really really like he also doesn't look like he's been fed either very as opposed to um irwain which is dexterous riding irwain that's a war horse in comparison right it has its barding you know Mm. got good muscle tone and structure last two i'm going to look at the only one i haven't looked at at this stage stage is the unaligned stuff um but i'm going to open up leo because leo is very very pretty lion i really really like this lion sculpted like the sculpturing in this is absolutely phenomenal you could have a field day painting this and the last one i want to look at like there's more that i could look at here but the last one i want to look at is atrox because i don't think i've ever seen a better look tiger sculpture you you want to talk about good looking you should go look at uh karasus the bear yeah yeah crassus yeah another one that's been very scarred up uh is that a regular bear or is it a short nose um it's a bear with a rather large mouth that's that's, yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that because if you if you look at that front view that maw is huge um the Minis on this game look absolutely uh, amazing. I would love to. I'm gonna have to go find a game of this being played uh, on YouTube or something like that to check because this this looks absolutely stunning. From everything that I understand, this is um, simple to pick up hard to mask if that so very much like anything else Bushido and like yeah it, it definitely does have a following it's it's not the biggest game around there um but it definitely does have a following there are groups on Facebook that talk about this regularly um I have been on the fence very seriously considering buying some of this for, at least for an unboxing for a very long time uh socks you were about to say Levi something from the LZ days Levi from the hot LZ days uh kickstarted this backed it on kickstarter back ah. when it first so i think i've may possibly played it with him what five years ago now yeah so do you when, rem- he, when we brought it up i was like oh i've i've heard of this so yep. yeah was- do you remember what you felt about the game i mean obviously it wasn't your main at the time because your main at that stage no, was drop fleet yeah but i mean it was it was a pretty cool concept of having two or three characters fighting inside gladiator arena trying to um duke it out and, and survive while using your powers i mean so but obviously they've they've expanded a lot more than yeah what i played i think it was like uh ludus maximus and maybe helinki or uh legio i can't remember i mean like yeah. i said it was five the, years ago the now. egyptians the egyptians were there because the, the scorpion was available in the kickstarter that's how my friend got it i don't think the maturi or the well the gorgon set but um like i said i've been very tempted by the shall we discuss some hobby dream Blue, trying, paint. What have you been up to, Sox? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because, no, because I had my family in town for an entire week, and then I had a week in between, and my in-laws are now in, in town. So, uh, you life has he- been busy. You haven't been here for a month. You should have had at least something done. I know, right? <laughs> That, All right. that month has been filled with family being in town for a week and a half and a week off and then a week and a half again. So it's been crazy. So I plan to, once my in-laws are out of town, out, uh, have left next week to try and get back into So I've got 
Uh, some shadow collective stuff to paint up. I've got my lats to finish up. So that's what that's what's on the the bench to, to be finished up as soon as life calms down. George, but, given that this man is full of nothing but excuses and pretty poor ones, do you have things that you've been doing? Or are you filled with excuses as well? I've been doing so much. I have, as you saw some from some photos in the last episode where I showed off my dreadnought of, hey, I finally uh, picked a color to go with and everything, right? Yeah. I now have the battleship uh, color, uh, all four battle cruisers in color, uh, one, four, five cruisers in color, both my motherships in color, 12 more cruisers in primer, uh, six warp gates in primer, five warp gates, and 12 corvettes ready for primer. Then all my frigates are currently in the process of being stripped to be primed. Well, I'm kind of full of excuses as well because I've only painted two things in the last fortnight, which I know is very disappointing. Actually, no, that's not entirely true. I painted three things. I painted five things in the last fortnight, but the other three things I'm not going to show off. Uh, so. But, so in the process of me doing this, you know, oh. I'm experimenting with like colors and stuff like that, and I sent you a photo that I got some uh, black chrome. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And so I was going to use the black chrome paint as the weapon metal for my Shaltari ships and then use the regular chrome for other metal highlights and then using enamel colors over that to change it up so everything i still got the whole shiny thing because that paint i'm using it's it's quite a shiny metallic do you know well, how you're doing your dots have, yet yes I'm, I'm gonna do them the same way red orange yellow white okay as a, as a nice like you know color contrast to the blue purple make them really you know stand out and pop you know get, yeah. give it give it as much depth as possible so i had two mothership depth that i had used some primer here within reach and it says to uh airbrush the uh the chroma and here is some and i and i got some uh vallejo uh, gloss black because the uh gloss uh lacquer primer i have um uh, was killing my brain cells way too quickly so actually i'm gonna do this so this is with the Vallejo Gloss Black Primer. Nice. So that's the chrome brushed on, and it's all reversed. So it was turning out all right, and I was I was getting excited. And then I did the black chrome. See the little spot right there? Yeah. Well, like I said, the chrome paints are lacquer, so it's eating the acrylic primer off. Oh, awesome. So my idea for doing the metals is totally out the window. I'm going to have to think of something else now, because uh, if I use a, a lacquer base chrome or black chrome on that nice pretty color shifting metallic i'm gonna stab myself in the eyeball yeah um why don't you just varnish the go to that next step? Mm, i know I that's could. a step but that would solve your problem uh so well it, it would as so i was already looking at having to do like two steps what i was looking at having to do like more gloss black because like the the color shift paint those chrome paints have to go onto a gloss black surface so i would have to varnish seal i'd have to do the you know mask off or brush on the gloss black and then you know if, if i'm masking off or whatnot uh and brushing no. then i can airbrush but just, just use a gloss so, varnish right right but i still have to put gloss black down as the undercoat yeah so i'd have to brush that on where i'm going to do the metal or mask it off and airbrush that on the metals and leave that mask and then airbrush the chrome on since that, that's where the best result so what i'm most likely going to do is i'm going to look at my uh, vallejo metallics that i've got for the airbrush line that i could just brush on and okay. probably get not as good results as i was hoping for but good enough my yeah. theory was I, is that if you did a gloss varnish over the top of it then your turbo dork would still work over the top of that. And that'll help protect well, the, the acrylic undercoat from the metal. Well, no, the color shift of the, uh, can't hear me. The color, the, the one I'm using on the, uh, Shaltari is Vallejo. Oh, the, the turbo dork is for, for something else. So let me do, this, this is what I was talking about with the, uh, like it's, it says airbrushing is the best result. So mm -hmm. here's a sword. Oh, hence the masking. Okay. That makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, like, good lord, I can't operate it. There we go. So, I mean, do you see how shiny that is? Yeah. Yeah. Good lord, I can't manipulate. There we go. That's better. So that's kind of what I was going for. And in order to get that, I would really have to uh, airbrush. So I was looking at having a mask yep. and, and do all this other stuff. So I'm thinking I'm just going to cut a corner or two and just do yeah. a regular, a regular good metallic. And I've got a, I've got that set of Vallejo metallic. So I'm going to, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that on top of the color shift and stuff like that. And, you know, just throw down a little of the Vallejo gloss black. I, sh- I can get a good enough result Yeah, because yeah. So yeah, this is what I learned. Don't mix uh, uh, lacquer paints with acrylic paint. Unless you're putting the acrylic on top of lacquer. Then yes. you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I have done a little bit more than I, I said I had initially. So the um, the unboxed, the um, the Bushido models that I unboxed over the last couple of weeks are all painted up. I'm only showing these off very briefly because these will actually feature in a review coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of these minis were actually ones that I owned already and bought second copies of. This one in particular being one of them. Um, and basically what I've done is I bent an arm to help differentiate the two because his sword was normally down here. So I've just bent the metal model up to help initiate the two so they're not the same unfortunately i can't really do that with this one because that sword is connected to literally everything all the way through so it's just gonna be painted differently and that'll be fine but in the last so most of those were done like the day after we had um spoken last since then i've only painted two things and i know that's very disappointing after i sat here and picked on socks but this is one of them really really happy with how this turned out oh that's a lot bigger than what i was thinking it was well they are 40 is it 40 mil 35 mil i think it's a 35 mil scale so they are slightly bigger than your your regular 28 mil type stuff like significant uh but I'm not as proud of that as I am of the other one. And I know that you two have already seen this, but I haven't been as proud of my painting as I am of this in a very long time. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's like award-winning material or anything. I wasn't aiming for that. This is tabletop um, by design. But I spent t- the better part of two days working on this. I mean, this is a really, really big mini. The only thing I'm missing at this stage is the character that goes on top, and it will either... And it's one of two. This is the one that comes with the kit, with his giant spear. The other one is the queen, which is the one that I will be using. Yeah. I'm really, really, really happy with how that's turned out. Uh, This will also feature in a video that's coming up shortly, because this is kind of making a point about the product that I'll be talking about in that video. Um, Our Patreon guys should have a pretty good idea of what this review is going towards, because I have been telling them that it's been coming for many months now um i did say initially when i unboxed the product that i would be doing a review on it long term so i'll be coming back to that probably within the next two weeks it's going to be filmed this week but it probably won't go live until the week after so yeah i've been actually pretty productive honestly which is why i'm so disappointed with sock done nothing lazy done nothing. I, I truly feel bad i feel like i've done nothing the last month what's, month and a half but what, what, it's, what's it's so important about family well hurricane ian screwed up a good couple of weeks of that because we were trying to. Ah, uh, oh, you had, old, you, you had a little now storm. You're blaming the weather. Oh, I'm you blaming had, the weather now. You, you had a little <laughs> storm. Oh, I mean, it's not like they made you leave your house or anything. Oh, wait. I did. <laughs> Already. Uh, should we talk about trying to talk? Talk. Yeah. Talk nerdy to me. So last fortnight, George and I had a little bit of a talk about shiny syndrome. Because socks wasn't, and I had raised this subject idea, and I was like, no, I think I'd prefer to talk about this while we were all here. Um, very, very quickly, socks. Like, shiny syndrome, like, obviously, you know what that's like. You're, out of the three of us, you're probably the best when it comes to avoiding it. Um, mm, my wife would say otherwise. 
You don't buy anywhere near as much shiny stuff as we do. Hey, the, the the next time she gives you a crap, just do a messenger call with me, and I'll I'll show her what what a what a real problem is. I don't think that actually would help. Well, no, uh, it would because then she'd realize, oh, he he actually isn't that. Um, did you have any other other than like blaming the wife for having problems? Um, do you have any other opinions on like shiny syndrome? Before I move on to what today's topic actually is, no, it's it's definitely very real. I mean, I'll, I'll see something. Uh, so I, I can point one, two, four, five or six games just in here that I saw oh, on the wow. shelf once. Saw on the shelf once. Went back, look on YouTube of how to play it, and the next week I had it in my my uh, game shelf. So yeah, I'm not answering that. I'm not answering my, that my question. <laughs> I'm, that? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> but you talk about the other family games that we have out there the four or five bookshelves of family games yeah most of those are just ooh, i want that yeah so the thing that i wanted to raise and talk about today has nothing to do with shiny uh, it's more a result of playing multiple games so sometimes you'll come across a game and there's mechanics in it that sound really really exciting or sound really really dull and either they turn out to be much more fun than you expected them or it really doesn't work the same way i'm going to start with an example and i know that george had one that i don't know if he remembers it or not. he might have forgotten but yeah, i'm gonna to have to scroll back to yeah <laughs> so i when i very first played the original batman game well it's still out there the, the batman miniatures game when i first played it one of the first things that i got really excited for is oh this is in metric Oh, that's going to be so much easier uh, because I don't have to work with converting anything or anything anymore. But you don't have to convert anything in a miniatures game anyway because you just measure whatever it is and then you do it. But I really ended up hating that mechanic very quick because centimeters is so much smaller and it always meant that I was overestimating what I was going to be able to do in a turn uh, because I was so used to playing in inches. I was like, oh, well, I should be able to get up there. I've got like four so that's that's plenty of distance, but four is only not two inches. that big, nope. not, not that big. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a very simple concept of what I, I do have a couple more and I will come back to I was thinking we'd just do a bit of a round table talking about it. Just because everything in miniatures has been done. Um, and this does kind of come into the secret project a little bit, um, like for some of the reasons why I've chosen to do certain things in a, in a certain way or why I might be worried that things may not be as fun as I hope they might be. Um, that's what playtesting is for. Um, George, do you remember what your original thought was? Yeah, I remember I said I could probably come up with something. <laughs> when we spoke last week, the last fortnight, you were like, oh, but I had something all prepared. And you don't remember what that is? No, because what? Yeah, because I had that in my mind. What I replied to your message on the messenger was, yeah, I could probably come up with something. I came up with something. I didn't write it down. Sucks. Sucks. Any particular subjects, like mechanics-wise, that you can think of, or features of a game that you either thought was going to be good or wasn't, or the other way around? So there's. So I started playing the first miniatures game I got into Flames, mm -hmm. which <laughs> I really enjoyed as a historical gamer. That's how I started playing historical games. I loved it because of the, the World War II aspects of the game that I loved in the history of World War II. Yep. However, and I know Warhammer is the same way with this mechanic that I'm about to describe. Since playing other games, I don't think I'll ever go back to this mechanic. And George, Bruce knows exactly what mechanic I'm I know I'm exactly about. where you're going with this. <laughs> if I play everything and activate, and then you play everything and activate, and vice versa. I yep. absolutely hate those type of games these days. Um, it just I feels so young, tedious. Oh, yeah, they are. Because when I would play Flames of War, I would sometimes lose an entire company of infantry or a platoon of infantry or whatnot, or three out of my five tanks. And I'd be like, well, this is going to be fun now because 
I've got way less shots coming at you now than what you had at me, uh, and so on. And therefore, you can't recover. So, you can't recover from a turn like that. Exactly. And so, I mean, you can, but it's very hard. Very, very hard. You, you've got to have the dice rolls to, to act on act on your behalf. Um, so that's kind of why I delved into bolt action because I love that mechanic of I'm going to get a dice for every unit of my in my army. You're going to get a dice for every unit in your army. We're going to put everything in the bag, and then we're going to draw one random. Yeah. And it can be my dice. I could get a. I could get three or four strings of dice. Or you could get three or four strings of dice or whatnot. So that kind of mechanic was cool. But I love I love drop where you build your, your strat ratings on your cards and we put them down in the order that you want and we flip them over. Okay, I've got a better strat rating. And then yeah. I can decide whether you go first or I go first. Yeah. And so I love that alternate interaction between games. Um, like I said, I will probably never go back to I go everything, you go everything type of a game anymore just because I can't stand those games anymore. The only exception to that I can think of, um, well, no, there's a few exceptions, but the, the biggest one that comes out in my head is Infinity has it where it's all me and then all you. But because they have that reacting mechanic, it feels so exactly. different because you're all waiting. You're not just sitting back and then waiting forever for your turn to happen. Uh, you always have a chance to actually respond and you act, you're always involved in the game. Um, so th- yeah, that there, definitely helps. I, when, I, when I was more active in, uh, in 40K and stuff like that, um, and this was after Drop Fleet, I was actually toying with the idea of trying to sit down with someone and playing a game where, you know, you have your units, you know, with your command point structure and everything, like they're worth so many power points, and you go based off, like, you you stack them in that order, like, I want to move this unit, you know, and it's based off the, you know, which one is, you know, worth the most power points, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And and it's an alternating, you know, turn instead of, like, you go, I go. I, I, I agree that you go, I go, is is the absolute worst. I understand why it happens, uh, because if you have a mass army game where it's back and forth and back and forth, that can potentially take a very long time. So, I mean, to some extent, it's kind of part of the course, but yeah. I... I- I'm going to disagree with that because I mean, if you if you look at Drop Fleet, you know, you know, you do your activations. I mean, you can the the only part of the game that took up so much time and just sucked the game down to a snail's pace was ground combat. Um, in the case of big army games, Lord of the Rings actually plays back and forth, and um. The episode of Beasts of War that I appeared on, their, their weekend at the XLBS, Ben from their team had been working on implementing the Lord of the Rings mechanics into Warhammer 40k to see if it actually works. And it works really, really well. It's probably the smartest way of doing that back and forth in Warhammer that I've ever seen. Um, I wouldn't be able to... But basically, it's like it's back and forth and back and forth. But within that back and forth, you still have the turn order. So you still have your psychic and then your move and then your thing. So that it's not... Because the problem with... Because you have all of those different phases in 40k, if you go back and forth, it doesn't always really work. But they broke it down so that every alternate activation does that. So I move yeah. and you move. You shoot, then I shoot, so on and so forth. And then we go on to the next time. Yeah. It, on paper, it sounds really well done really really good um george any other thoughts that come to mind before i go into another one mm, no i i for, for the life of me i can't think of a game mechanic that i truly come across as like a dislike well it can be the uh, other way around yeah um my next one is going to be something i didn't think i would like and i do i i, I will say um you know since i i have a lot of them as far as like you know cooperative you know like the game is ai controlled 
Yeah. I've, I've really come across some really good, like, game is really smart AI. Like, uh, the most recent one, the Scooby-Doo game, Sam and I played down, sat down and played it. And, like, you know, it's a board. It doesn't change. And there's blue arrows that, you know, follow a path. There's green arrows that follow a path. And there's red arrows that follow. And there's some lines where it's like, you can't go through this way. But with the monster, there's a deck. You flip it over, and it has a number and a color. Guess what? The number is how many spaces and color is which arrow path. And I'm guessing it could either go this way on the path or that way on the path. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah. the path is it, the path is determined by the color of the arrow. So it's like there's one in three, you know, like which path is it going to follow? Then how many numbers is determined by the number on the card? And it's 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 so simplistic that it's just it's super easy to pick up and follow. And then it's just like it's mind blowing. Like wow, it's super simplistic in a way where you you feel like it's too simple and it's not going to work, but clearly it does. Um, so I, I could see why you're bringing that up. That way. Malifaux today. I mean, it's no secret that Malifaux is my favorite game. Like, I have loved Malifaux for a long time. When I first had that game described to me, my head was like, I don't get it. How can you have a game without dice? Uh, I don't see how this works. Uh, you have a deck of cards and you're pulling out the deck. Yeah, but but how do I know if I'm successful or not? Like The deck mechanic, until I used it, made no sense. To me. It just seemed really really dumb um yeah and this is as someone that already like i was already experiencing the problems with dice i didn't know that there was alternate options available like malifaux is not the first people to use card uh i think it's probably the best version of um but then i actually sat down and i had a demo game with alan back in the day and it just made so much sense but that's not the biggest thing really worked. They have this cheating mechanic where you have so many cards in your hand, and like your hand is a hidden opponent. So if you draw something that's bad, you have the opportunity to take something from your hand and replace. This may unlock an extra ability that you have. It may help you succeed where you may have, where you would have failed before. It, f- it it makes it feel like you're cheating, which is why they call it that, even though it's actually part of the game mechanic. Now, and I could cheat in a different card, and then you could cheat in a different card, and I could have wasted the card. Um, on paper reading it it made no sense to me at all but it works so good in real life um malifaux still remains my favorite game mechanics and by a pretty big yeah there's something to be said about a a game where you know you you have combat and you know you're fighting against an opponent and you're not using dice roll as like part of the you know moonstone works the same way yeah onk is like that too um the the game i sat down and played with uh, my buddies you know one described it as a a chess, but with more than you know two players and you know way more variables because there were no dice. It was based on how you move stuff, where you used uh, activations on the 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 tracker, and yeah, it's it's it was really interesting that you know you know you could play that game because it doesn't use dice, Bruce. Yeah, true. Um, the other one that comes to mind, I've never played it, but Wolfsong uses a standard deck actually or it did use a standard deck i don't know if we'll song um but yeah that's probably the big one you socks mentioned one a minute ago that i've never tried but i've always been curious to die um yeah. i mean batman does that to some extent it doesn't quite work the same way well it used to do. i don't know if it, um but I've, I've always been curious to try that again because on paper th- that's it kind of in my head at least it kind of feels like it makes more sense on paper than it might do in real life um but i haven't really had much experience can't say because on paper it balances out because if you get a whole heap of things in a row eventually that's going to mean that i get all of my stuff um but at the same time if you take those things out i haven't activated then because i understand that you can still only activate one thing at a time um so there's there, there is issues on that that side of it as well there is 
a little bit um but with how i was explained with bolt action is kind of you're 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 able it's almost like affinity too at the same time you're able to react to something that's coming at you true um, that's a good point you can some of your some of the orders that you can do when you get a, a dice and you activate a unit is you can put them in 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 a sense overwatch where if something comes in their way then they can shoot at it or something like that and so you can react still a little bit by by some of the orders that you're able to put down with bolt action another thought another mechanic that i uh just thought of is i have a board game called u-boot which is where it's a cooperative game where you are a, a submarine command uh crew ah. uh up to four players shouldn't that be uh, u-boat so then was that shouldn't it be u-boat not u-boot no, it, was, it was made in canada so it's u-boot that's right so one player is the captain one player is the engineer some one player is the first officer and another player is the navigator but you can if you have only two players you can actually play solitaire as well as well but you're playing all four roles in a sense by yourself it's very very hard but the mechanic that they have that's in the game is they have a app used as the computer yeah so the the storyline from the game plays out through the app but then you have all your game mechanics and components that you have to react to whatever is coming up in the app at the same time and so and they've built it in just like in, in a normal submarine crew where if they need to go into silent running it can actually you can have the option to have it the microphone on your on your tablet or your phone pick up the voices of the table around you as well and so if you're being hunted by a destroyer for example it could pick up your sounds and then the destroyer would be able to find you a little bit easier than if you were to all just be silent and let the destroyer pass its way on by so it's it's a pretty cool mechanic of, of having a device help control the game as you play what through it as well that brings up an idea that's, for one that i've that's really into. neat yeah that's really neat cool. do you have anything before i go george no go I for ha- it i have one more that comes to mind so apps is a thing that kind of people tend to think of one of two ways because the fear with app is always that well if the company decides that they're not going to support it anymore then the game doesn't work without the app and that is genuinely a problem um because very few of these games i mean some of them can work without the app but very few of them can um because they they work the app in so heavily so that you really have to rely on and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's a wonderful use of technology to make something different but i completely understand where people are coming but it reminds me very heavily of something so back in 1991 and this game is something that got relaunched somewhat recently there was this little game called nightmare that comes on a vhs and you had to react Mm. to what the game master was doing on the vhs on paper this was amazing well even in real life it's amazing but there's a big problem with the problem with with it is that once you've played it once basically it does the same thing all the time so it's a game that become repetitive very quickly now they did eventually release react but on paper this was something that really worked and it does work maybe the first time you've played it but it starts to fail pretty quickly after um now don't get me wrong nightmare was fun i'm not saying that it wasn't but long term nightmare was a game um you'd have to have a completely new group of friends to play it and you would be the one that would be like okay i've done this for the fifth time now with a new group of friends you could and you get to predict yeah it becomes it becomes a big problem um and there was a whole series of them as well like people tried to do it with dvds so that it come up randomly and stuff but there was a version of cluedo that did that that actually from memory worked really well but i only played it the once so i don't know if it became repetitive um that's kind of where i feel apps can help a little bit with this style of game because you can genuinely work in different updates and stuff and you can update new video footage and stuff very easily Uh, oh you don't even have to do video footage i mean you could have it so that it's text so that you don't have to pay actors and stuff to update it uh that's definitely a benefit of the app side of things but it's the same problem of if they ever decide to date a game that only makes because at the end of the day 
every game has a lifespan. I mean, Monopoly's yep. lifespan ran out in the 60s. For some reason, they're still releasing. Um, wait, when was Monopoly? Um, but if a game, like if, if Cthulhu Death May Die had an app and you had to use the app for the game, I don't know. No, it does not. If that game got to a point where there wasn't much to release for it, they're not going to continue paying the license for that app to continue being on the store and being supported. doesn't necessarily mean the app stops working. It depends on how the app works. Because if everything's stored on your phone, it becomes a non-issue. But if it's something that relies on a server that's then eventually taken down, they cost money, that's where you have it. Uh, most of these rely on servers. Sorry? 1933. Oh, so it was it was over in the 1940s then. Okay. It, it, it was pre-war when, you know, it was... I just picked 1960. Yeah. I just wanted to throw hate uh, at Monopoly because it's very easy. I, I did. Actually, while I was sitting here, I did think of a game mechanic that I thought was fairly terrible. It was clunky. It worked, but it was really hard to initially get a grasp of. And I'm yeah. really gonna date my and I'm really gonna date myself here when I talk about mm-hmm. Thacko. I've never played Thacko. I know what it is, but I've never played it. No, 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 no. Thacko in Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Thacko is an acronym to hit armor class zero. Because oh. in theory, zero is the ultimate best you could hit for armor. You couldn't get any better. So like in third edition where they went the opposite direction where you could have an armor of 15 or 20 or 30 or 37 or whatever, your armor just keeps getting higher and higher and your hit keeps getting higher and higher. In Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, your armor went negative. The lower your number, the better. And you had what was called Thacko to hit armor class zero. Cutting and, or, or, and yeah, so the better your thaco got like you wanted your thaco number to be low too so if you needed a if you had a thaco of 20 well you're never going to hit an armor class zero if you had a thaco of five you're going to hit armor class zero and the whole concept of trying to learn that and explain that to a new player was the absolute hardest because everything else is you want a bigger number you want a higher number except for this you need it to be lower yeah, like, and it was and the that, only that thing was, in the game that worked that way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so, and like, that's why you see in previous editions, everything kept getting higher is because it made more sense to do that. Only in that where it's like, it, and it took me probably six months. And this is when I was in com. Mm-hmm. So we were playing Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, because we were in the middle of the desert with nothing to do except play D&D three nights a week for six months before I was finally able to understand and calculate my own Thacko. Gee, I wonder why Advanced Dungeons and Dragons only had a short lifespan. Oh, actually, that wasn't that short a lifespan. It, no, it, it wasn't. And and there are still purists who argue that it's still the best edition. I don't. I don't hate Advanced Dungeons. No, and, and I partially agree with you know. I think it is definitely a really solid release because it one said, well, that's up to DM discretion, and we're only going to focus on these things. And now you've got you know what are they on now? Fifth edition, where it's just like we're, you know, we're, roll we're on the ver- sleep, we're on the verge know? of six now. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, so that, that I don't know why, why it took me so long to think of that. But, yeah, Thacko was one of those things where it's like, no. Like, once you figured it out and you could use it, it was great. Mm-hmm. But getting to that point was such a struggle. Yeah, because it goes against every game. Yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming with that. Yeah, definitely. So there we go. That was our, that was our thought process. Um, let us know in the comments. Like, is there things that you came across that thought made a lot of sense and it just didn't seem to communicate as well? Or... Is there things that other players 
have enjoyed that you really never did. Um, I can't sample of that right now, but there's definitely games that I've played where I really didn't enjoy them and everybody else did. Um, so let, let us know in the comments. Next fortnight, I want to return back to Drop Zone Commander because it's been a few episodes since we've touched on it at this point. And I want to go through and do another basic discussion on each army and how they work, starting the Resist Land. And we're going to go through all five, we're going to go through all five factions over five episodes and then we're going to move on to something. The reason that we have stopped covering them every episode is because despite voices asking for stuff, people aren't people haven't been paying that much attention. And that's become more and more evident over several conversations we've had now. So we stopped covering drop zone so frequently and I started going in other directions because I felt like the show was suffering for us trying to do something that nobody really gave us any appreciation. So for those that were really wanting constant drop zone coverage from a meta point of view, I do apologize because I know that there are some of you out there but i think the show over the last three or four episodes speaks for itself i think it's been a better product so we are going to continue with these subject matters but we're going to break them up and i'm going to try and cover more than just the one game or two game i want us to maybe go into a little bit of legion I'd like us to go into a little bit of X-Wing, maybe a little bit of MCP, like just touching on certain game talking about. But for now... Tournaments, demos, conventions, you know, that kind of stuff. First things first, the Drop Zone Commander community has the terrain competition going. This has been going on for a few weeks at this stage. If you want to enter, you need to enter this before the 1st of December. There will be a link that, because I haven't been sharing the link. I will actually share the link in the comments, uh, in the show notes this time, because uh, you need to reply to that thread in the Drop Zone Commander community to enter before the 1st of December. And your terrain needs to be a fully painted piece of terrain, whether it's homemade, MDF, so on and so forth, with rules for that said terrain piece, by the end of the year. Um, that is how this is working. Uh, there are prizes available. There's secret prizes being offered by TT Combat. Uh, secret to the point where they don't even tell Michelle what they're going to be. Uh, this has been a theme for most of X now for a while. Uh, lots have vouchers. There's a £40, there's a £25, and there's a £15 from one to 3rd place. Uncertain Scenery have 20% off vouchers for first and 10% vouchers for two to three, sorry, for, for second and third place. And Green Stuff World have a 10% code for everybody who enters, uh, keeping in mind that that means that you need to finish your entry to qualify for that. So get on board with that. It, it's it, it's a different competition, rather. It's, it's not overly difficult. Uh, it's just obviously trying to figure out what you want to do. Pick something that doesn't exist in the game already or something that you feel could add to the game, uh, and then just have fun with it. I mean, there's people that's been entering what looks like spaceships, and uh, there, there's a few other things. Um, also, where am I? Clash of Kings 23 is coming up on the 19th of November. Uh, this is a Kings of War tournament happening at, Re at Games Portal in Ringwood, Victoria, Australia. There is a Conquest tournament happening in the United States. Uh, so this is happening at Griffin's Lair Game Shop in, what's PA? Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Yep, thank you. Yeah. I was right. Yay. Um, it is either going to be a 1,750-point tournament or a 2,000-point tournament. That decision will be made on the day. For those of you that are really confused right now, it's done this way on purpose. It's basically the idea, and I actually really like this idea, is to keep people on their toes. So basically, you need to prepare two lists, and you don't know which one you're going to use until the day. I actually really like this idea. I've never seen it done before. Yeah, it is a cool concept. Um, all players can submit their lists to rztalons at gmail.com. 
Otherwise, join the Conquest First Argument group on Facebook uh, and you can find it under their events. PAX Unplugged is coming December 2nd till 4th. That's coming really quickly at this point. Um, And on December the 4th in Leaders Games in Leeds, UK, there's a Moonstone event, Miracle on Tumbledown Street. Three rounds, 10 o'clock start. All of that is coming up and more. If you have events that you want us to talk about, let us know. You can get in contact us at gettingtabled at gmail.com and we will cover your event. Just obviously, because we only record fortnightly, don't email us with something that's happening the following week. Maybe try to give us a couple of weeks advance notice so that we can talk about it in advance. Um, we do have listeners everywhere. Like, a huge percentage of them are in the US, but like we do have an Australia K randomly in Asia, which I find, I mean, I, I want more listeners, obviously all the time, but we don't have personal connections in those areas, which the United States makes sense because you guys are both there. I'm in Australia. It kind of makes sense. Um, UK, the, obviously. Is where all the games are from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember we had a couple of guys from uh, Hoddle Z that followed that were in the, the Southeast. They, they probably be, uh, carried over from that. that. Yeah. Um, we have a competition going on. I mentioned it earlier. We've got a drop fleet commander, Shaltari fleet that's being given away. If you support us on Patreon, it's $2 a month. Every month the support you give us between now and April enters you into the competition, and that will be getting sent out to a supporter of the Patreon. It's all been purchased by me. It's all being given out by me. You need to live in a country where it's legal to receive a prize and is not illegal for me to ship it to you. Uh, that's the only conditions. Um, get in on it. Try to give us support. It's not expensive. Uh, just to help us continue in the product and improve ourselves all the time. Facebook.com slash getting tabled. YouTube.com slash getting tabled. Instagram is at getting tabled. Twitter as well. And getting tabled.weebly.com. Otherwise, I do have a Twitch. I will not be on Twitch this week. So we will talk about that another time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.